Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 65 of Be With Me. We're in 1 Corinthians, and we're doing a passage on orderly worship. And today we're going to talk about women speaking in the church. The context is um, a large section on orderly worship. And yesterday, in yesterday's podcast, we were struck, I was struck, hopefully you were too, by the limitations of various things about when the body comes together for or like a, what we would call a worship service, that it's uh, limited. So you get to order by limiting things. You limit it by purpose. You limit it by people that are prepared. You limit it by the commands um, of the word. You limit it by the goals, that is for learning and encouragement and understanding. You limit it by people's certain giftedness. You, just, you limit it by uh, discernment. You learn. You limit it by office. And here today, we're going to see the limitations with regards to gender and uh, geography. This is from 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 31 through 40. For you can all prophesy one by one. So this is all in the context of uh, speaking gifts and prophecy. So that all may learn and be encouraged. And the spirits of prophets are subject to prophets. For God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. As in all the churches of the saints, the women should keep silent in the churches, for they are not permitted to speak, but should be in submission, as the law says. If there's anything they desire to learn, let them ask their husbands at home, for it is shameful for a woman for a woman to speak in church. Or was it from you that the word of God came? Or are you the only ones it has reached? If anyone thinks he is a prophet or spiritual, he should acknowledge the things that I'm writing to you are the command of the Lord. If anyone does not recognize this, he is not recognized. So my brothers earnestly desire to prophesy and do not forbid speaking in tongues, but all things should be done decently and in order. Let me first say what this passage does not say. So let's get this out of the way. It does not say that women are of no value. It does not say that women are of less value. It does say they have a different role. It doesn't say that women are not gifted. And it does not say that they cannot be gifted uh, in speaking sort of ways, teaching sort of ways in, uh, in, in other venues, other geographies as I have it. It doesn't say that you can't ever have these gifts. It doesn't say you can't uh, uh, ever teach. It, apply, it applies here geographically. It doesn't mean you can't have a Bible study or, or teach in other venues. But it's talking here about when the church is gathered that the, the role of leaderships is reserved for men. A corollary passage is in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 12, where Paul says, I do not permit a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man. She is to remain quiet. Same same kind of idea here. And uh, emphasizing that authority is directly related to uh, teaching. What this passage does say is that it's not about you. That is not this is not decided on preference or culture or desire. There is a history here that goes back beyond our pay grade, beyond our experience, and this is not a time for sloppy exegesis of Scripture. Um, this is not a time to say, hey, I just don't like the Bible, or it's not a time to say it really doesn't say that. Actually, it's pretty darn clear here. Um, it doesn't say that this is cultural, time-limited. In fact, Paul goes out of his way to say, no, this is a command of the Lord 
uh, for all time, not cultural like uh, head coverings were in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Or, uh, or worse, I don't want to, I don't want it to say that. So you a rebellion in our own heart. So let's approach this humbly and accurately and and head on though. Um, even if you get throw up in your mouth because of this passage, that might be even a reason to sort of dwell on it and to to, to study it and our, and to change our hearts, adorn adorn our souls in a way that's pleasing to the Lord. So let's approach this with. Uh, a humility and say, what does the Bible say about gender? And it might be difficult, but there's difficult passage on every page. Uh, you want to, you know, anger, giving, sexual morals. The Bible has things to say about all these things. And you could say on every page, I don't like the, the Bible. Um, but don't stop just because you bristle at, or you might bristle at this. Uh, I think this this uh, the the analogy I had is uh, is people saying I don't want to be a part of the Eve class in the First Timothy passage. He talks about, you know, the 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 reason for this is about uh, Eve, and we have people in our society today that say I don't physically want to be part of the gender that I was born uh, to, and I think this is a similar picture where people can bristle in a way that say I don't want to be a part of the Eve class. Genesis 3.16 says, your desire will be for your husband, but he shall rule over you. So we talk about uh, God's order and the submission of women, and there's a long history here. Um, remember, Adam was created first, and Adam or Eve was the first to deceive, and that uh, obviously came long before all of us. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 talks about uh, men submitting to the Lord and then leading in love. And then the job in for women is to submit in love. So everybody has the job of submitting. It's just kind of a who primarily to. And when we usurp, usurp this teaching of this God-ordained role, uh, people inevitably fall into other unbiblical uh, characteristics because if you throw this out, it's like what other parts of the Bible are you going to throw about? All right, so women can be gifted teachers, just not here and just not to who. Um, God has ordained an order that's reflected here in the worship service, the gathering time. And if you disorder this, you kind of discreation, you you throw away creation, you throw away uh, authority, you throw away submission, and all this results in the dishonoring of the Lord. So, uh he says here it's improper, it's shameful for women to speak in church, emphasizing the importance of this particular topic as it reflects on him. So those who are doing prophecy, that is exercising the teaching gifts, we talked about that over the last couple of days if you want a good definition of that, but I think it's primarily people that are operating and occupying the offer office of elders, overseers, um, leaders, shepherds, and teachers here, they're the ones that are primarily involved in prophecy. So the caution here is don't put yourself above the Bible or the Word or God's created order. And if uh, the the condemnation after the command here about uh, not uh, speaking in churches, if you don't write scripture, then you should obey it. And if someone disregards this teaching, it sort of gives you carte blanche to disregard them. In other words, it's a it's a litmus test. If you find someone disregarding this, you can disregard them. All right. Thanks for listening.